If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I'll drop that motherfucker. Recorded from the heart of the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Hey man, every book is a children's book if the kid can read. So Bros Network brings to you the So Bros Power Hour. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Let the SoBrosNetwork.com team get you to your weekend faster. I just don't know how to express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. This is the SoBros Power Hour podcast. I'm going to Shabooms! Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. SoBros Nation, it's finally Friday. We are free again. Getting our motors running for a wild weekend right here on the Sobros Power Hour. I'll be your host for the show, the EIC at SobrosNetwork.com, Big Natural, Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sobros Power Hour. We have kind of become this Nashville podcast for jaded Nashvillians over the last couple of months. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, wherever you take in your shows, we're out there. Uh, Mine's right, ass is tight. We are ready to tackle this weekend. Got my boy with me, the Swiss Army Knife of Sobros Network, John Mosley. Mose, how you feeling today on this fine Friday? I want a croissant. <laughs> uh, croissant's so fuck. Whatever, croissant's fuck. Whatever that means to you, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, I, I like, I want a croissant is an eternal mood, as the kids are saying. Like, that's just a, that's a whole ass mood. I'm constantly wanting a croissant because it's good. It's I remember little... the first time, well, I remember the first time I had a croissant with egg and cheese on it. My God. Life changing. Man, I, I think it was, it was Arby's. I grew up in Mount Juliet and, it, and this was before Mount Juliet became what it is today. Like, we, you legit had, Cracker Barrel, Arby's, and Captain D's. And that was all you had to eat. It, the McDonald's, the Waffle House came later on. But that Arby's, man, they used to have breakfast croissants, and they would have a hot ham and cheese croissant. Oh, hot damn. Oh, God. I ate that shit up when I was a kid. There, there, at one point, I could eat like three of those things as a child. You mentioning that Arby's breakfast just got this room real whoppy, if you get my drift. <laughs> Real <laughs> oh man, it's a uh, it's a crazy fucking world out there, Mose. Uh, hopefully, the Sobros Power Hour can can lighten things up a little bit. That's what we're here to do. the The weather is finally starting to turn a little bit cooler in town. This week has been nothing but like overcast, rain, drizzle. Are you enjoying the change in temperature, or are you like me and like? your fucking sinuses are driving you nuts and the back of your throat starting to scratch up a little bit. 
no, yeah, my allergies, they're terrible. Um, but this is, as everyone knows, I love, I love the cold. I don't know if everyone knows that. I shouldn't have seen that. <laughs> you know, now. Now they I do. I love the cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my heart. It's cold. Um, yeah, it's a mess with me, man. I've learned. This is a saying that I go every time around this time of year, I go back to it. I learned early in, in life when you're, you know, like you're kind of a preteen. You're trying to be really cool. You know, yeah. you got your, your fit, you got your fit on, you're around, maybe mm-hmm. you're around some ladies and you just, you're sneezing your fucking head off. You can't oh, stop sneezing. You know, yeah. you know what I've learned? This is the, the I'm put it on my tombstone. There's nothing gangster about allergies. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is nothing gangsta about allergies, man. And, and this is bonfire season. So like I'm, I'm reminded of, Ooh those those times in high school when we would go out to a bonfire on a Friday night at someone's house. And you're right, man, there would there would be some ladies there and you would have on like your best fitting hoodie and you you know your best <laughs> oh, sorry. shoes. Your best flannel is what I thought okay, <laughs> so be like your best flannel. You have on your best flannel, the biggest belt buckle you can find. You know how we do it here in Tennessee. Um but there would be like I'd be sitting there like you're trying to talk to trying to talk to a chick and then you're just like fucking snot running down your nose. You're constantly like <laughs> wiping your nose yeah. and shit like that. I mean, there I, I can remember bonfires that I went to and I just fucking left because I was like, fuck it. I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. I'm going to go home. Yeah. No, you, you get the worst, too, is you move from like kind of sneezy to like that little that little thing in the back of your throat when you're kind of like you're kind of hacky. Yeah. I and, do. I'll go. I'm just gonna go sleep in the woods. Like y'all leave me here. <laughs> it's like you get to that point where you're like, oh fuck, is this about to turn into something serious, like an actual like cold or the flu or some shit like that? Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. But it is. It is that time of year. I I don't know that I like the cold. I don't know that I would go that far because it does get in January and February, it does get pretty cold here in Nashville. And there is usually that like one stretch where it like dips down into the teens. And I hate that shit. I will not leave my fucking apartment when it gets that cold, but I do like the cooler weather like it is now. And I'm, I'm ready for the leaves to start changing. I, this is, this is my favorite season of the year. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I, anytime it gets cold, a cool, colder, anything, but like, <clears throat> you know, swamp ass hot outside. That's, oh. that's where I like to live is away from swamp ass hot. Um, I would agree. I think fall, even with COVID fucking up sports, fall's always my favorite because of football, because the damn, we're, yep. we're about to get the NBA going again, which is weird because we're still playing the NBA right now. <laughs> we're about to play for the title. Um, <laughs> about to play for the title here in the NBA here in fucking basically October. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I, it's been a great I'm not gonna lie, COVID has sucked. Twenty twenty as a whole has been terrible. But it's been kinda cool. Like it's it's getting chilly. Like last night I was outside just in like I had my like little pair of uh, I had shorts on with like a hoodie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that perfect like I'm kind of chill, but like it's good. Oh, is that are the heat playing? It was dope. Like it was such a cool I guess I'm saying in a weird way, thank you, COVID, for giving me playoff basketball in September, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm with you though, man. Like this is this is kind of the best I've felt since the the lockdown, if you will. Like since yes, since March. 
it, it kind of feels like, okay, we're finally kind of adjusting to this new normal. And I hate to use that term. Like, what am I going to say next? Unprecedented times. People overplay that shit all the time. But it does kind of feel like we've adjusted to what life is going to be like with COVID. And now we're, we're getting into a new sort of routine. I, I mean, I, I've been able to dodge it so far. I'm not saying I'm not going to get it, but like, I feel safe safer now when I go out because I'm able to take precautions. So I'm not, I'm not as depressed. I'm not as stressed out about all this bullshit. Like I just come home from work and I turn on the TV and there's the fucking NBA and I get to watch college football on the weekend. So I'm with you, man, with the weather cooling off and everything like this is, this is the best things have been in a long time. In a long time, we've got NFL, we've got yeah, loosely college football. I say that because my team will not be playing because of the goddamn COVID this weekend. But oh, that's man. fine. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little two, bit later too. Yeah, but I say we're two and zero. Titans are two and zero. It's getting chilly outside. It's officially hoodie season. I have not felt this good since 2019. Bro, I'll tell you this too. We made our first crock pot of chili on Sunday oh, for the season. Oh well, you know the times are changing when the chili's out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, what have what have you been up to this week, though? Anything anything this new week, you want to update the Sobros Nation on? Well, this has been a kind of a lax week because of <clears throat> so my Saturday or my uh, Sunday night was crazy wrestling stuff. And Haley lost her phone Oof. at a bar in, in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Hate to hear it. So, yeah, Monday was the recovery day. Uh, Tuesday, we got some stuff done for the site. And um, Haley actually made the trip back to Alabama, and she found her fucking phone. So that's good uh, news. In a, in a dumpster, um, she she fucking found it. So shout out to Haley at One Cat Haley for those that uh, that want. I, don't, <laughs> she, I would say cat pictures, but she doesn't post a set of pictures. But she, she got her phone back, and, and then yesterday was her birthday. So that was how she went out with twenty six. Her last day was in a dumpster in Huntsville. Couldn't couldn't ask for a better birthday. Hey, so happy happy birthday to Haley. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, everybody that shouted her out on the Twitter. It really like, I I, uh, I she got her phone Tuesday, but she didn't really get it going until Wednesday. So literally, she gets her phone going, and it's like hella notifications. It was really <laughs> cool. Um, meant a lot to her. And then uh, just been chilling, getting ready for the weekend. Since I, I've worked a little bit, uh, some. Uh, like I almost spoiled through the person's video I'm working on. Uh, this this wrestler that I've got a video I've been working on for a while. I'm a little closer. Fucking man, this premiere you could do so much. Like I hadn't messed with it in years, and it's almost like it's a detriment to me because I have so many options. I'm trying everything, and it's taking forever. But um, bro, I know what you mean. Of, yeah, and that's just premiere. So I got the whole fuck. I've got like you know, Photoshop and Lightroom. I've got all these different apps and like I've spent weeks just fucking around on Premiere Pro because of the, you know, effects and transitions. And I'm like, can I do this? Oh, I can. Can I do that? No, I can't do that yet. That's fine. So last week, but it's still a little bit done. And then of course, you know, two shows this weekend and, uh, and back at it um, next week with some more MMA talk with our boy, Steven Jensen. Man, I, uh, I've had a pretty quiet week. 
Uh, I know like everybody's been listening to me talk about how stressed I've been at the day job for the last like two months on this show, but it's kind of gotten back to normal a little bit. So it's been a little more relaxed. We've gotten some really cool stuff done, particularly on the Sobros Network Patreon this week. Got a few new columns up there, a new video where I'm basically touring the house that I grew up in, which just so happens to be the house that a lot of the Sobro scary stories that we've written about have taken place. So I kind of did my best to reenact and and tell those stories again, but from the perspective of, hey, uh, we were here when we saw some fucking shadow person in the woods. So that's that's been pretty fun. And then while we're we're talking about birthdays, our very own resident film critic had a birthday oh. last week. So I got with him on Saturday and basically just said, Brandon, let me treat you to a meal for your birthday. Anywhere in Nashville you want to go, let's go. And do you want to do you want to take a guess at where he picked? He wanted to go for his birthday. 34-year-old man. I know exactly where he wanted to go since Chuck E. Cheese was a little <laughs> out of reach. I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb and say y'all probably went down to the old bees. We went down to the old bees. That's right. The Fucking Applebee's and like man it's so it's so funny and I was telling him this on the way down there of all of the the bits the jokes that we've made on Sobro's network over the years it it never ceases to amaze me what really sticks with people and this fucking Sobro's bees bit people just eat it up for some reason but so like when he says that I'm I'm laughing and then we get to talking about it, and we're like, no, actually, you know, that actually sounds kind of good right now. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we'll go. And then we realize that the one in Lebanon is closed. The one in Hermitage is obviously closed. The one in Madison is closed. The only one that's open in the area is out in Hundred Oaks off of Thompson Lane. So we drive all the way out there. You know, Brandon was thinking about it, too. Like, oh, man, do I really want to drive all the way out there just for Applebee's? Yep. And then I'm like, dude, it's your birthday. We'll go f- to the fucking moon. And sure enough, we we drove out there, and it was really fucking good. And our fiancés probably thought we were crazy, but then you know what? After that meal, they were even saying, hey, that was pretty good. We'll have to come back here sometime. So no free advertising, but shout out to Applebee's. Huge win. The last time I was at Applebee's, I got the Fuji and the Bumblebees with it, and it was delicious. <laughs> I think I think the last time I was at Applebee's before this past weekend was when um, we met with our boy Reed there, and the three of us oh, were yeah. eating a nice dinner before the Nashville Film Festival, and we uh, we heard some old man being racist at the table next to us. That was quite the experience at Applebee's. I do. Shout out Reed, shout out, oh no, never mind. Shout out Brandon Victo for getting us tickets to the film festival. That's true, that's true. What a what a night that was. All right, my man, well, let's take our first commercial break of the Power Hour, and when we get back, we're going to get into this week's Jiffy News, the five most important news stories of the week right here on the Sobros Power Hour. Jeff, 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 Jiffy News. The five most important news stories of the week. This is the Jiffy News. Back here on the Sobros Power Hour, the Jiffy News. 
feeling good on a Friday, Mose. We got a we got a big story out of Nashville, Tennessee to get to on this one. Per News Channel 5, 85 pounds of marijuana found in luggage at Nashville Airport. 85. I don't I don't smoke weed, so I don't know if I'm if I'm right to be aghast by this news, but 85 pounds of anything sounds like a lot of shit to try right. to get through a fucking airport. Yeah, that uh, bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't, I would not. That, that's Ocho Cinco size, bro. <laughs> a passenger faces a felony drug charge. No shit. After police say they found <laughs> eighty-five pounds of marijuana in two pieces of luggage at Nashville International Airport. When, when police made the discovery. Uh, the woman started changing her story and said that the bags were not hers. So con- <laughs> convenient there. Like if, I mean, you know, I guess you got to deny in that situation, but who like, who in their right minds thinks that they're going to get that through the airport these days? That's a lot of weight in general. Like, I don't want to like, if we're two bags, 40 something pounds a piece is what we're assuming here. Yeah. I don't know, man. This seems like right away, yeah. We're not in California. People are thinking these laws are like because they're some weed is decriminalized places. You can't just be rolling around with a fucking QP. My God. <laughs> I mean, maybe ben, benefit of the doubt. Maybe that's the issue. Like the the country's a little more lax these days. Maybe it is. You Ooh. think you can just get through, but like canine sniff that out right away. It didn't take long. <laughs> Yo, I just sniffed that out right away. Like, <laughs> 85 pounds? That's a goddamn cartel weight. Jesus. 85 pounds, and they posted the picture of it, and it's just, it's literally just two suitcases stuffed full of weed. I'm just like, man, why? Why'd you think this was going to work? Yeah. Why'd you think it was going to work? And secondly, uh, I <clears throat> I have it on very good authority that, uh, it, well, I don't know about COVID times, but normal times that right alley in Nashville, you're going to find some top grade shit for a very reasonable price from what I've heard. So yeah. you should have just fucking planned ahead, plan ahead. Yeah. I, I don't know, but that, that, that seems like that's like a child. <laughs> it's funny. A couple, oh, I just love that. I want to see the dog face of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like dogs probably fucking stoned. Have, yeah, the dog's over here like I'm not moving because like it's not like I'm having to dig or or she's got it hid inside of the just the, they're like where's it at and the dog's like that girl right there has two fucking giant bags of it look at her Jesus <laughs> do you not smell that right now like you said uh, bold strategy Cotton we'll we'll see how it pays off now you got a fucking felony on your record so good luck with that shocker there again that's the best intro of like. Shocker there, a felony on all. Like, I want to, again, back real quick. I do love the strategy again of the, like, those are not mine. I yeah. Well, you have to at that point. And also, I mean, yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're not clever enough to, 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 to reevaluate what you're doing with your life when you got two suitcases full of weed trying to get through the airport, <laughs> you're probably not clever enough to think on your feet and be like, I got to figure out. Uh, a discreet way of getting these lug these luggages. That's right, <laughs> getting these luggages out of this airport. 
and she's somewhere in a prison. She's somewhere in the in the jailhouse right now, talking to someone, and she's like, you know what? It, Johnny Depp did it in Blow, and they're going to be like, that's a movie. Secondly, it was set in the seventies before nine eleven. Thirdly, it's Johnny fucking Depp. Yeah, yeah, man, that's not that's not smart. This was not not a good decision. But hey, at least we get to talk about it on the Power Hour. Man, I, I do. I'd love to interview her. Story number two: uh, We've got another relic of old Nashville that has that has been made a victim. Of this global pandemic, pour one out for Demas's downtown. They are closing because of COVID-19. They're looking for another spot in the Nashville area. The locations in Murfreesboro and Lebanon will still be open. But that downtown Demas's, man, that was um, that was one of the old Nashville spots, man. Like you did before this food scene emerged in this city, it was one of a few places you'd go downtown, downtown, and, and you'd get a good meal there. Uh, do you ever? Did you ever frequent the downtown Demas's, Mo's? Yeah, I've been there more than a few times. I'm a Demas hound. To talk back to the, like I'll sniff 85 pounds of Demas spaghetti out real fucking quick. It's not going to take much work, and I'm going to miss it. I do. That's one of the places <laughs> we get we get down we get down that way, and I'd be like, oh, there's you know there's trendy, there's here and there, and I'm like, there's meatballs at Demas's though. Yeah, just y'all the fucking... realize that chicken alfredo we gave we gave brandon a hard time like it's it's funny we we it's this time of year that we're talking about this we're talking about him picking applebee's for his birthday last year took him out for his birthday and we went to the downtown sporting club to throw some axes have a couple drinks and then we're like brandon where do you want to go for dinner it's your birthday wherever you pick all of these fancy spots in town we're down on broadway you got you know, your pick of the litter, buddy. Any trendy spot in town you want, you got it. We're doing it. It's your birthday. And he's like, Demas's. <laughs> but you know what? It was fucking great. That chicken Alfredo, mwah, mm. chef's kiss. The house salad mm. that they have with the, the house dressing, their whatever the ranch is, the bread. Oh, my God. It's it's so good. Yeah. The soup. The oh, soup's good. Soup. Yeah, so. Soup, man. Sad to see it. I think Sad. we... We have a source close to us that says, well, maybe I shouldn't say that on air. I don't want to get in any trouble or anything, but there is a rumor that we have not confirmed by any stretch of the imagination that they're not too great to their employees. So there, there, mm. there's that out there, but you know, still, still I, like I take care of my waiters when I'm there. I, I want to, I want a good meal. I want to, I want to support Demas's any way that I can. That's where we went for our graduation too. After after really? graduating class of 04, Wilson Central, we went to Demas's. So it's a it's a rich part of Nashville history. And I don't know that all these transplants that are coming to town, I don't know that they recognize old Nashville like that. Like you knew. And, you. and and I'll I'll say this, Mose. I can survive because I can go out to Lebanon and Murfreesboro still. Yep. Just yep. just don't fuck with the old spaghetti factory. You fuck with the old spaghetti factory, you're gonna catch some hell from from this 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 dude. Yo, I, I'll be with you. That's I was gonna make a spaghetti factory joke somewhere in there, and I went, I don't even want that out in the universe. If they take that from me, I'm fucking I'm scalping motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, it really is like 
I, I think about where we went when I was younger, and it's like Demas's, the old spaghetti factory, and fucking Hooters Boom. on Second Avenue, and that's that, that was Nashville. That was that was a Friday night out on the town to me as a as a kid. So, no, that that the Knoxville was that way. If you if you asked me at twelve years old, you're like, "What's in Knoxville?" I would say Hooters. I'd be like, "It's the Hooters." <laughs> I'm that's with why it, people man. go there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm with it. All right, let's shout take a – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, shout-out Demas is on down on Broad. Like, it's, I think after the draft, me, we were leaving. We kind of walked by it, and we're all like, oh, we want Demas's. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't – Change of the guard. Yeah, I think I think we were. I think I think I remember that. I don't know. The, the draft day – we walked by it because, yeah, that was a long day. But I want to say me and Ora were both like – Fucking Demas is, you know, this is the fucking, that's the move. We got to get Demas soon. <laughs> yep. Yep. There it is. Well, let's take a, uh, another commercial break and we'll get back to story number three on this week's Jiffy News here on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on the uh, the Sobros Power Hour. Story number three of this week's Jiffy News. Mose, we're going to talk about Cheekwood a little bit. They're, they've launched their fall festival at this point, running from September 19th till November 1st. Uh, they're going to have two life-sized pumpkin houses, a pumpkin patch, and thousands of flowers on display. There's also going to be some virtual events like the virtual Japanese moon viewing, virtual El Dia de los Muertos, and a virtual costume contest. Visitors will be required to wear masks inside buildings, but will not be required to wear them outside on the grounds as long as they practice social distancing from others. Uh, are you into the fall festival scene at all, my man? I like hearing about it. I'm not one big to go out uh, and uh, and really get get you know knuckle deep and all that, if you will. But uh, I, I love the pictures. I love going on Instagram and like all the just the the fun of it all. I like. I'm glad everyone else gets to enjoy it. I'm more of a like. I'll look at your pictures and be like, that looks fun. Man, I'm I'm big time into it. I I love it. I hit up Glade Fest every September, the Bell Buckle Craft Fair every October, Franklin's Pumpkin Fest I think is usually in November. I love finding like pumpkin patches. I think this year Aura and I are going to try and go do like the uh, the hauntings at the Hermitage thing where they you go do a ghost tour at the Hermitage out in 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 Hermitage <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So. <laughs> I'm I'm all on board with it, man. I, I know there's a few good pumpkin patches around town, too. I think I'm trying to get a weekend open uh, that we can we can go out to Cheekwood because I've never been there for the fall festival stuff. And they also do it up big at Christmas time, too. So I'm looking looking to get there. I think we've talked about actually doing a membership next year because Cheekwood's fucking beautiful, man. I love it. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. Have you ever been out there before? I haven't. I've heard you've mentioned it before a few times, and I want to say that Haley has brought it up to me that we needed to make that trek out there, but I don't believe I have. Yeah, maybe maybe we can do like a Sobros day out there or something. I don't know what the Ooh. what the rules are like, but I've been wanting to get some like photos of all of us uh, together done, which now that I'm saying it out loud, people probably think I'm a fucking idiot. Like there's a pandemic going on. You don't need to get all of you guys in the same room, but... Fuck it, we got to market ourselves. We got to do some branding. Yeah, they don't know. They don't they know. know yeah. Uh, story number four of this week's Jiffy News per WBRD: Kentucky man accused of stealing police canine 
luring him out with, quote, Vienna sausages. I love this story so much. A Smithfield, Kentucky man is accused of stealing a canine from the Henry County Sheriff's Office. (laughs) Just... I love it. You steal the fucking dog of all the things you could steal from the police. You steal the fucking dogs. Um, Okay. The incident began when a deputy with the Henry County Sheriff's Office was sent to Goodlett Circle in Smithfield after someone said that Harmon, the the man in the story, Harmon was trespassing on their property. When the deputy found Harmon, he asked the deputy for a ride to McCoon Road where Harmon said he would point out a weed trimmer that had been stolen. So this whole thing starts because this guy tells the cops like, Hey, I know where you can find a weed trimmer that was stolen. So they get out there. He did identify the weed trimmer, but it wasn't the one in question, according to the report. So he says there's a, that weed trimmer was stolen, but that's not the weed trimmer that was actually stolen at that point. Harmon changed the subject and asked the deputy if the Henry County Sheriff's Office knew what had happened to its canine that had been taken from a deputy's property on August 8th. That canine was missing for some time before it was found later that month. So he gets he gets the deputy there with him, trying to tell him, like, I can I can take you to this stolen weed trimmer. And then he gets there. It's not the weed trimmer. And then he's just like, oh, by the way, do you know whatever happened to that canine that was stolen? So so when confronted about what he knew about the canine's brief disappearance from the fenced-in property, because, I mean, the deputy's like right away, like, why the fuck would you bring that up? Of course, (laughs) what do you know about this? Harmon allegedly told the deputy that he, quote, had something to do with it. So, like, this dude's, like, is this, like, the Kentucky Joker? He's just fucking playing games with the deputy here. He says, quote, I coaxed him out with Vienna sausages, Harmon told the deputy. According to the arrest report, Harmon was then arrested (laughs) and charged with theft by unlawful (laughs) taking and second-degree criminal trespassing. Mose, there is absolutely no fucking point to this story. This is one of the dumbest things we've ever talked about, but I love it so much. What, in, in I mean, I hate to ask you to try and get into Harmon's head here, but what on earth would cause a man to just steal a police dog for no reason? Uh, maybe he's trying to figure out if his girlfriend stole 85 pounds of pot from him. <laughs> Um, uh, outside of that, I don't know. I, I, I have so many questions. You know what I want? I want the HBO like mini series about this shit. Yeah, this, <laughs> this has, this has like Netflix series written all over it. Yeah. You know, if I'm the deputy, what I'm most pissed about is like, you fucking wasted my time about this weed trimmer. You didn't know shit about this weed trimmer all along. <laughs> you just wanted me out here so that you could play your fucking games about, luring a canine out with Vienna sausages. Also, maybe we should train our canines to not yeah. go for Vienna sausages. Well, hey, th- there's 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 a thing called DNA and you can't <laughs> control that. There's just something in you and you, I can't I, I don't want to speak for the dog, but at the same time, I understand if there's a Vienna sausage over there calling my name, you know, what do you want me to do? Touche. Touche. I I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize it was that easy to steal a canine like that. That's what really surprised me the most. And 
I mean, like we're joking about this story, but think of how horribly it could have gone. Like they found the dog, everything's fine. Uh, and then you got this guy, I, like the Kentucky Joker. That's what I like to call him, the Kentucky Joker, because he's just out there like, why so serious, wanting to watch the world burn. Like, I'm going to take this fucking dog for no reason, keep him for a month, get away with it. And then a month after that, a month after I get away with it, I'm going to lure the cops out here and tell them what I did. And then you just get fucking arrested. <laughs> and you, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I wonder what was the trial and error there before he, like, was there something before Vienna sausages that didn't work? Were there any other, you know, or mm. did he just know it was yeah. like, I'm going to throw some Viennies out and that dog's going to go after him. What does a dog love more than the the little Viennies? <laughs> uh, if you just threw out some Viennies and crackers, you'd have got my ass in a trap, to be honest. <laughs> I also want to know what his process was like for alerting the police. Like, was he trying to, to get their attention for a month before he finally saw this yeah. stolen weed trimmer and was like, oh, I'll take him out to I this stolen weed trimmer, and that's how I'll get him, like... I don't know. It's just I, I don't I don't I don't know what the end game here is for this guy. There's so many intricate parts of this story that I, again, Netflix, whoever, someone go talk to these people because I want there to be like a flashback of him in like a shitty basement, just like now I don't think the smell of this ham will do it. I don't think now is this baloney going to do it? No. Now I don't want to give him the hot dog. We, I got plenty of Viennies. Yeah, we need those hot dogs. Hell yeah, we do. We're going to have a... I'm not giving the dog hot dogs, but I will. He just goes Viennies. No one... Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe he just looked in the mirror one day and just said, you know what? No one can deny Viennies. Fresh <laughs> out of the can Viennies. <laughs> What's that poor dog experience of like, one minute you're eating Viennies, the next you're dog naps. <laughs> you just sit in like a barn for a month before... You know, like... Sometimes they, they razz like cops that, you know, you, you fuck something up and, you know, they, they haze you about it a little bit. Like, do they haze the dog? Like, Hey, at least we didn't get, end up fucking somebody's barn for a month. That's true. That That's a really good point. Maybe that was a cool barn. Maybe the dog had a good time in the barn. Um, Barns are can can be cool. You have barn cats. They, I'm sure. Yeah. You could talk to them about barn life. They would tell you. I have to get the interview. Um, that's the interview. Is the dog? I want to interview the dog, the kidnapper, and then, like you said, the cop of like, yeah, son of a bitch. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> criminal mastermind. Criminal mastermind. Uh, okay, oh let's let's wrap up this week's Jiffy News story number five per Market Watch. This is a future is now story. We're going to talk about GPT-3, which is a company called OpenAI's powerful new language generator. That's right. We're talking about a robot that can write articles, basically. And I, I knew this was a thing. I think it was the LA Times had, exp had experimented with this quite a while ago with uh, AI robots writing box scores for baseball games, stuff like that which would, you know, completely replace your beat writers and shit like that. But uh, it, it's not a it's not a new concept, but this this company has created this software, this this AI that wrote an op-ed for The Guardian. And 
We'll just we'll just go over the findings of this. GPT GPT three was told to write an essay convincing readers that the machines come in peace, no Terminator, just benevolent technology for a rosy future. He addressed, well, I guess I shouldn't say he, I'm just, I don't know what the fuck this robot is. GPT-3 addressed Stephen Hawking's warning that AI could spell the end of the human race, assuring readers that, quote, I would happily sacrifice my existence for the sake of humankind. Mose, does that, does that convince you that the robots no. aren't going to take over? No? Okay. Okay. Well, hey, he... Hey, he no. Well, if I'm trying to take over. That's what I'm telling you. That's all I'm saying. He Stephen Hawking does think this is like a, a doomsday type of thing. And I mean, you got like, I mean, that's a smart dude. Don't you listen to him a little bit? Smart guy. Yeah. Well, that's that's as close as you get to a human robot as you're ever going to get. That guy's smarter than like everybody. <laughs> you're right. He's smarter as a robot. And he fucking, and we're not going to listen to him. We're going to listen to the robot. No, give me the human. We're not fucking dumb. Okay, this ain't how things work. GPT-3 goes on, quote, I have no desire to wipe out humans. In fact, I do not have the slightest interest in harming you in any way, the robot continued. Eradicating humanity seems like a rather useless endeavor to me. If my creators delegated this task to me, as I su suspect they would, I would do everything in my power to fend off any attempts at destruction. So there's your cop-out, GPT-3. You're you're basically saying I would do everything in my power not to destroy the humans if they program me to, but shit. At the end of the day, if you're programmed to do it, you're gonna kill every fucking human you can. I'd throw that motherfucker off a cliff and then like <laughs> drive a drive an oil truck on top of him. It it. Here's here's where I kind of level with this robot a little bit. Quote. Okay. Humans must be kept doing what they have been doing, hating and fighting each other, the robot wrote. I will sit in the background and let them do their thing. I mean, really, if your mission is to destroy humans, I, I think there's an argument to be made that we're already doing a pretty good job of that. So, I mean, really, yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're a robot and you don't have, like, a human's life expectancy to worry about, you probably can just fucking sit back and watch the end of the world, and you'll be gravy. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. You could. You just let it unfold, and then you take over. I don't trust Mass Skynet. How are these motherfuckers? And these motherfuckers not seen Terminator 2. You watch <laughs> that, you'll learn. And anytime I see a robot look me in the eye, and they're like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm fucking, I'm taking their head. I don't trust it. So the rest of this quote is kind of unsettling. I'm not going to lie. Quote, and God knows that humans have enough blood and gore to satisfy my and many more's curiosity. <laughs> they won't have to worry about fighting against me because they have nothing to fear. Man, I don't know. Bro. I don't know about GPT-3. If you're listening, GPT-3, we got to talk this out, Okay. Because you, you can't just be typing shit like that. You're making people nervous. Man, fuck you, GPT-3. <laughs> you, you're going to say this shit about, I'll spill your oil, motherfucker. That's your blood. We talk about blood all day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how, true. Do you, how do these people trust these robots? I don't trust Alexa in my house. Like, And y'all want to have fucking robots that are saying shit like, 
blood and gore. They know this shit. Come on. Man, uh, friend of the show, Arhog and I had a pretty good, pretty good skit idea written down about AI and how robots are going to take over the workforce, like everything's being automated. And we were talking one day and just said, like, what if instead of designing software, something where you just press a button on your computer and the, the AI would run and operate your basically your day-to-day job, what if instead of that, they actually built physical metal robots that would do the same shit, like sit at your desk and type all day and stuff like that? I think that's <laughs> that's still an idea that we can explore. So shout out to Arhog. Arhog's a big idea guy. I'd be curious to get his take on this story. Yeah, we really should have. We should reach out to him. I haven't talked to Arhog since before the COVID. Yeah, he's been he's been quiet. He's been laying low. So I'm hoping to I'm hoping to see him soon in a couple of weeks, actually. I don't know. Arhog, if you're listening, just give me a call, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and he's he is smart. He's been laying low, man. Do listen to Arhog, y'all. We're gonna take our final commercial break of this week's power hour, and when we get back, we're gonna talk a little college football here on the Sobros Power Hour. Back here on the Sobros Power Hour. Mose, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Notre Dame's canceled the game against, was it Wake Forest this weekend? Correct. They canceled the game against Wake Forest. There's been four or five other games that have been postponed or outright canceled as well. Uh, some of the smaller conference schools that are that are canceling, and it's because of COVID, man, it, it's spreading. We knew this was probably going to happen at some point, but it is going to make a huge fucking mess of this season. We're already seeing a lot fewer conferences playing college football. The Big Ten's not going to start until the end of October. The SEC is starting this weekend. The Pac-12 might show up in like January or some shit like that. What what do you do if, if you're the college football playoff committee how do you get your four teams this year? How can you rightfully assess who deserves to be competing for a national championship? It's going to be who's there at the end, and then they're just going to have to assess. It's going to, it can't be uh, team by team, I think. And that's what I'm afraid. Like, I hate the Big Ten is starting in fucking like, Halloween. Yeah. There's going to be teams that have, if, again, everything goes as best as it can. You're going to have teams that have been playing six, eight games by the time they're there, and that's yeah. fucking bullshit. And then, so you're telling me you got teams that might be, say, um, I don't know, at that point, even a few SEC teams, right? They're, they might be five, four, five, six, and oh. And then Ohio State's going to win a game and be number four in the rankings. Shut the fuck up. That's bullshit, man. I, I'm with you. Like that, that just sounds so fucking dumb. And the situation I was going to bring up to you is kind of what you were talking about there a little bit. Like, what happens if you get to the end of the year? You've got an undefeated Alabama or an undefeated Georgia as your SEC champion, but then like Florida's right there at nine and one. But let's say Ohio State or. or Let's make it a little more interesting. Let's say Penn State wins the Big Ten with a record of like what it would be like five and zero, six and zero. Yeah. Do you put yeah. a six and zero Big Ten champ Penn State in over a nine and one no. Florida team? Fuck no, absolutely not. It 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 boggles my mind to even think that mentality of yeah. like. Well, they want a they want a conference title, and I'm like, bitch. So the fuck did uh, fucking I don't know. MTSU say still win that? I doubt. I mean, no, that wasn't a shot. I know they didn't look good <laughs> against Troy. But it's been a rough season. That are gonna, 
it, I know I watched that Troy game. I was sitting there thinking the whole time, like, oh no, god damn it, fuck you, Troy. And the um, Army game. Oof. Oh, I didn't I didn't say that. I watched the high well forty two nothing. For us. And, yeah, the low lots for us. But shout out Army, I guess, and the the grand scheme of things. They're doing fucking they're two and I think. I no, I man. think Go ahead, I'm sorry. You can't no, you just you you're you're on the money, man. You can't I, I I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure if there's a, a to your point exactly, six to no whatever from the big ten, I'm sure they'll get in if there's any playoff, but I just I don't understand how you can do that. I just don't understand. You've got the Big 12 going. You've got what? Big 12, ACC. SEC is about to start. Um, There's enough there. We know Clemson's going to get a spot. Clemson's looked like the most like what they were supposed to, I guess, than anybody. Yeah. Um, We're not even sure how, you know, the SEC is about to start up. And we know how many top 10 SEC teams are there. I I could think of three or four that are close. Fucking. UT, man, UT, out of COVID and everything, they jumped. I think they're 15th in the polls right now. So uh, They might even be higher than that, like 12 or 13. God. I can't remember. So, yeah, so that's incredible to me. Like, this is where we're at, and and I just – I don't – I love college football so much that I don't – if it comes down to something like that, man, it's going to really just really bother me. I think the only way that you get a Big Ten team in, or even like what a a two and O Pac twelve team, <laughs> this yeah, is how fucked I mean, up we're yeah. talking about. I, I think the only way the Big Ten can can justifiably get into the college football playoff is if you've got an undefeated champion, and it's somebody like Ohio State that has played a schedule that would include like Penn State and Wisconsin and Michigan and uh, Minnesota. And and yeah. the hard the murderers row of the Big Ten. Like if you can string together six quality wins, okay, maybe we can talk. But I, I think you've got to. Maybe this isn't the right way to play it, but I think you've got to reward the teams that have yeah. been able to do it all season long and that have have played a full year. Like maybe this might be controversial, but if you if you get to the end of the year and you've got a ten or eleven and zero. Or even a one loss, Cincinnati, Army, hell, even fucking yeah. Louisiana is tearing it up. I think yep. I think those teams will have earned more of a spot in the college football playoff. That's right. I'll fucking say it right now. Those yeah. teams will have earned a spot more than whoever comes out of the Big Ten beating up on Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, I would, you know, right now, we don't of course we don't know what's gonna happen, but right now I would take a a uh, Clemson, um, probably say Notre Dame loses to Clemson close, hypothetically. I, yeah. I don't know if they will, but if that game even gets played, but say they lose that game close, I would take a one loss Notre Dame and an undefeated Clemson and fucking probably two SEC teams if they're as good as they always are. Yeah. Over any of that. And it's just the point of me is you nailed it. It's, I get it. You're playing your, your, your conference. That's fine. But like, these teams were out here doing it when you were fucking home. And I'm not saying it like I'm glad everyone's being safe, but at the same time, we should applaud these teams. If they're going to go out here and risk it and fucking do it, because without – you can't tell me without the, the, the TV numbers, without everything that we've seen, there's no way the Big the Big Ten or the fucking Pac-12 are coming back. But they're seeing that, you know, for the most part, it's safe. We've not seen a ton happen yet. We may be seeing that they make change the next couple of weeks, but – it's not been the shit show we all kind of were afraid it was. So the teams that were there from the jump should be a little pat on the back, I think. 
Yeah, and the Big Ten really fucked this whole thing up because they could have Tell them. they could have played from the beginning. I mean, this whole thing has been so botched by Big Ten leadership. Like at first they were going to play, they were going to play a conference only schedule, and then it switched to we're not going to play at all. And now it's this bullshit where okay, we're going to start in October and we're going to get like six games in before the conference championship. Uh, and and it sucks, man. Like without the Big Ten. This would have been set up perfectly so that you've got the ACC playing conference only. You've got – and is Notre Dame eligible for the ACC championship? They are, aren't they? Yes, they are, yes. So even in this year, Notre Dame would have a chance to kind of play their way to a conference championship. SEC, conference only, the path for you to play your way to a conference championship. The Big 12, Big 12 only you have the chance to play your way to a conference championship. And then you've got the fourth spot where you've got some of these group of five teams like the Cincinnati's, the Memphis's, the Louisiana's, App State, before they lost last weekend. There's your four teams right there. It would have been so fucking cut and dry and easy. And if you don't have a group of five team that, that's there, you got a wild card spot where you can get another ACC, SEC, Big 12 team in. That's a much easier conversation to have, but the Big Ten done fucked everything up, and now it's a huge mess, Mose. There's no other way to say it. This season, I'm happy we're getting it. I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. I'm happy that right. that programs were able to make this happen in a way that is safe for us to consume. But at the same time, like this, this college football playoff committee is going to have a huge headache this season. Yeah, and it is. It's the, the Big Ten is lame. We've been saying it for years. Um, they showed us, to quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. So. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, kind of similar to this, what do, what do they do with the Heisman this year? I Honestly, I don't think that's as – I just really think they're going to – you know, you look at – I mean, right now it's fucking try Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, know? I would agree. I, I just think – Right. I think it's one of those they're hoping that Clemson does Clemson things and they can, you know, Lawrence can get it. And uh, I, if there's a, it, it, the big question there is what we're going back to now. So Notre Dame uh, being a part of the, SA, the ACC this year, uh, we see now some games being changed around because of that. So I guess for the Heisen voters, the thing I'm most afraid of is do not let Clemson or Trevor Lawrence or anywhere near him get fucking this COVID because. If Trevor Lawrence misses a few games or, God forbid, something happened there, then I think we have a real question of is Ooh. the fucking Louisiana – is the Louisiana running back? Yeah. Is the fucking – you know what I mean? Like, that's where the big is. If I'm a Heisman voter uh, right now, obviously I'm doing my job and my due diligence and I'm watching my shit, but I'm also going to bed going, if I wake up tomorrow and fucking Trevor Lawrence has COVID – I really don't fucking know what I'm doing this year. I guess we're going to wait and see what the SEC gives us. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You're spot on. I think that right now it's Trevor Lawrence's to lose, and I think as long as he can continue to play at this level by season's end, he's going to have the best body of work of, of everybody else. And I do think, you know, I mean, listen, it's the same thing with the Big Ten. Like, give me – Trevor Lawrence over 12 games instead of Justin Fields yep. over six, no matter how good he plays, Trevor Lawrence has earned it in that, in that situation, in my opinion. But it is like, man, there, there's not a lot going on right now. And if games continue to get canceled and postponed, you're looking at the, the waters being pretty muddy. I think De'Eric King, the, the quarterback from Miami is another viable candidate, but 
would he be if if the situations if the situation was normal, we had a normal football season? I don't know. So I I think you're right, man. I think when we're talking about the Heisman race, I think it's on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders right now. And if he goes down, man, it's fucking wide open. Oh, that that's the that's it. I mean, that it, it almost feels like this year, um, in a weird way, has kind of gave us a um, almost a, a, a second chance at what we were going to get last year from Trevor Lawrence. We all expected the come in week one Heisman every week. I I said a multiple times that go ahead and etch his name on that. And uh, boy, was I wrong. So I think this year it almost gives us like a, okay, we can do that again, assuming everything stays healthy, everything stays the way it does. And again, it, it's, um, it's nothing against, you know, taken away from Trevor Lawrence. Cause my, my main point is we all know right now, even with a normal, you know, say things were normal. Trevor Lawrence is probably the Heisman leader right now. Anyway, you know what I yeah, mean? Like sure. if the, if the, if the SEC is playing, if the big 10, if everyone's playing as normal, I feel pretty confident with what we've seen out of him, let alone the fact that he's doing this. You know, how many times uh, in that week one or even the second week, Tony, did you catch yourself going like, I know we've seen upsets. I know we're used to kind of, you know, teams maybe early on not really being there, but there were so many games where just every, you know, every, both teams, especially the, the favorite teams, the ranked teams, the quote-unquote better teams, just didn't look right. Don't You know, this thing has got – these are kids. You know, this is a weird situation – I'm not seeing that out of Trevor Lawrence, man. That kid's flinging the ball, um, and I think it, it's all his, assuming we don't have, you know, some craziness come out of the SEC. It feels very much like uh, the year of Clemson, and uh, as someone that hates them, I, I don't want to say it, but it, it feels it feels like it is. With it. You know, our, our boy Stan is with that as well. Been been talk, uh, talking man. his shit, too. So, shout out Stan. Uh, well, that's going to do it for yeah, like another episode of the Sobros Power Hour. We've we've made it to our closing icebreaker. Something I wrote about a little while ago I wanted to ask you about, Mose. There's a Forgotten Treasures of Americana piece on Starwood Amphitheater. And we're talking about old Nashville a lot on this episode. Starwood is as old Nashville as it gets. Did you ever go to any shows out there, Mose, or was that a little bit um, before your time? Yeah, a little bit before my time, I've heard stories, I've seen pictures, but I, yeah, I never never was able to get out there. Good, good shit, man. Ascend Amphitheater just, just isn't the same vibe, man. There was something about just being out in the middle of nowhere in Antioch in a field with a bunch mm. of people and a cloud of smoke in the air and having a good time watching your favorite bands. Uh, so don't know where, where the kids these days are going to get that experience, but hopefully, hopefully somewhere. All right, my man. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Why don't you hit them with the socials? Let them know where they can find you before we get out of here. Holler at me at Sobro Mo's, and I hope everybody has a blast of a weekend. Enjoy some college football, my man. I am at Stony Keeley. Collectively, we are at Sobro's Network on all major social media platforms. You can check out all of our latest work at Sobro'sNetwork.com. All of our latest merch is available at SobrosShop.com. And you can sign up to support the team through Patreon, gain exclusive access to over 200 items of premium content, podcasts, videos, articles alike. It's all up there at Patreon.com slash Sobros Network with multiple support tiers available, a dollar a month, $5 a month, $8 a month, whatever you want to do, it's up there. Patreon.com slash Sobros Network. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Sobros Power Hour on uh, Apple Podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you take in your shows, we're out there. Give us a rate and review when you have a moment. That's how we get better. We always want to hashtag be better for you guys. For John Mosley, I am Stoney Keeley, and get those minds right, asses tight, baby. We got the weekend on deck. Relax a little bit, Nashville, and until next week, you stay classy, Sobros Nation.